Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and uh, it's good to have you with us uh, once more on the carousel, uh, because, you know, um, people, people apparently need to get depressed uh, from time to time. Otherwise, uh, they'll think uh, they're for this world uh, and uh, will struggle for it. Uh, I kid, of course, but uh, as has become customary uh, whenever we're recording this program, I have a tendency of letting you know, just in case the world ends between the recording of this program and the actual airing thereof. So today is December the 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2021, and uh, since we will not be together again uh, until, uh, well, I guess after the new year, uh, allow me. For those of you that don't take offense and pearl clutch at the words Merry Christmas to say Merry Christmas. If you do take offense and pearl clutch, maybe this isn't the program for you. We're doing the devil's work for him. We're doing the godless's work for them. We're trying to silence each other and not say the words Merry Christmas, because everything's a conspiracy. The devil's behind every bush. And if you say Merry Christmas, that's it. You're Ichabod. You're anathema. You're you're all those big words in the Bible that most people don't know what they mean, but they really sound good, huh? Well, Ichabod to you, son. Ichabod to you. Come on. Let's grow up. The devil's cleaning our clock. And whenever we, we, we get a little bit ahead, whenever we seem as though we're making some progress... There's always got to be someone from within our midst that clubs you in the head from behind. How dare you say Merry Christmas? Don't you know that Christ Mass? Shut up. You've become annoying now. We all get it. We know. It wasn't his birthday on December 24th. We know. But it's good to remember that on a given day, whenever that day might have been, Son of God was born of a virgin in a manger and came to save mankind. But it wasn't undecent. I understand that. We picked the day. We, we, we put all the days of the year in a hat. Somebody drew December 24th and went, yep, let's celebrate it on that day. You know that, that, that whole thing about the disciples of Christ coming to him and going, hey, Hey, those people are casting out demons in your name. We should go stop them. And what did Jesus say? If they're not against you, they're for you. We have enough enemies to contend with as the church. Wherein I don't think this is the appropriate time to have the December 24th or Christmas debate. I'm not getting into the whole trees or gifts or Santa or anything else. Just celebrating a day per year where you consciously uh, just go into the whole, the Son of God was born of a virgin in a manger to save mankind mindset. What, what is wrong in that? For those of you that keep going on and on about the Zeus and the Sunday and the sun, stop. If you're serving God, if you're living a life of holiness, if you're living a life of repentance, if you're living a life of humility and brokenness before the cross, before the Christ, what, what? Does it matter to you that, yes, we borrowed words from the Greeks to name our days? Come on, man, as Joe Biden would say. Come on, man. I don't know. Maybe we don't want to. 
tackle the big issues of modern-day Christianity. And so we, we, we focus like, like a laser on these things just to be divisive, just to make other people angry, just to, just to uh, irk somebody, just to make them feel less. Oh, my good, you say Merry Christmas. Well, do you know the origins of Christ's mass? And sh- sh- uh, I'm not going to get into it because I have some choice words for you, kids. Those of you that keep going on and on about this, we get it. We got the memo. Jesus wasn't born December 24th. Got it. Thank you. Is it salvific? Is it of a salvific nature that somebody says Merry Christmas or doesn't? Or that somebody celebrates the birth of Jesus on December 25th or doesn't? Because there's enough stuff going on in the church that is of a salvific nature. But we don't want to tackle those things, do we? No. We'd rather beat up grannies for saying Merry Christmas because they're easy victims. So stop with the self-righteous piousness. It doesn't work on me. Look, I've been around the block so many times. I've got holes in my shoes. So stop. Just if you don't want to say Merry Christmas, then don't. If you don't want to acknowledge the birth of Jesus on a certain date, then don't. But don't want for one second presuppose that Not doing those things makes you more holy than somebody who does. Because this is is the problem. I, I, I have no issues with criticism. I'm okay with criticism. But when you put yourself on a pedestal and look your nose down on everyone else just because they say Christmas or Merry Christmas, then I got a problem with you. I know, I know. Well, you have a problem with everybody. Eventually, I will. Most likely. I've got a list and I'm checking it twice. I don't care if you've been naughty or nice. Just be scriptural and biblical. Just, just show grace. Show grace. How about them apples? You know that thing that we don't want to talk about, the grace thing? Show some grace. Because it's not a salvific issue whether somebody says Merry Christmas or whether they celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 24th or 25th or January 2nd. I don't know. There's some Russians that that they celebrate New Year, I guess, mid-January. But we've gotten used to not showing anyone any grace at all. There's, there's no quarter given to anyone of a differing opinion, even though the things that their opinions are regarding are irrelevant when it comes to the whole, do you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe in your heart that he is Lord? Have you repented? Have you come before the cross? Have you humbled yourself? No, none of those things. You say Merry Christmas, so Ichabod to you. Grace, because you know what? If we can't show grace to each other, the world will never show you grace. So basically, you have a united front, as far as the world is concerned, against the body of Christ, against the church. And everyone in the church is at each other's throat over irrelevant things like saying Merry Christmas. How do you think that's going to end? How do you think that's going to play out? Because i got an idea. So let's get into some things, because, boy, every week is just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Allow me to sip uh, from my delicious beverage. I actually had to microwave it for 30 seconds, because it was less than hot. So uh, give me a second. Yes, it's still styrofoam. Uh, Olga's cup is sitting on my desk in the office, but I can't drink from it while I'm doing the program, because it makes noise. So... One second, por favor, as they would say in California. So, apparently uh, the, the, the Omicron virus is a big letdown. 
Uh, all, all the people that were hoping for another national shutdown uh, have been uh, sorely disappointed, but it doesn't mean they're not trying to press the issue. So now, uh, this is, look, this is the World Health Organization. These people are wondering why nobody pays them any mind anymore. These people are actually wondering why nobody cares, why everyone's over it. The World Health Organization says cancel Christmas now or grieve later. This is the World Health Organization. These are the people that are supposed to be driven by science. There hasn't been any science with this thing for the last year and a half. They've seen the cash cow that just keeps on giving. And they don't want it to end no matter what. They were hoping and praying this Omicron thing would be devastating so they could shut down again. But hey, it's just a sniffle. It's not even that. 80% of people will not know that they had it. Asymptomatic is what it means. 80%. But you're still supposed to be afraid. You're still, you're still supposed to shake in your boots. Look at the World Health Organization. Cancel Christmas now. Uh, one question, and it's a very serious question, because I know there's a lot of people in the church, yeah, we should cancel Christmas because it's pointless anyway, and it ain't Christmas, and it wasn't December 24th. I get it. But will the World Health Organization come out in, when is it, February or March or whenever it is, and, and demand that they cancel Gay Pride Month with the same uh, vociferous and uh, just earth-shattering tonality? Cancel Christmas now or grieve later, says the... WHO. Okay, super, great. We will. Will you have the same stance when it comes to Gay Pride Month? Because if not, then the underlying supposition is that Christians and Christmas are more dangerous than a bunch of uh, homosexuals prolapsing each other's rectums in public. I'm sorry. That's not science. So here we go. The World Health Organization warned Wednesday there's too much at stake to celebrate Christmas this year, cautioning it is better to either cancel or postpone the annual festivities than risk the death of a loved one. Oh, my. People are over it. They understand what it is now. Yes, some people that have 73 comorbidities, if they catch this too, it may end up being their death nail. But it's not as though they were running marathons before they caught it. Look, we all got to die of something. I know it sounds callous, but that's the truth of it. We all got to die of something. Nobody gets out of life alive. Imagine some grandmother taking the advice of the WHO, shunning her family and telling them, don't you dare come over. Catching the coof anyway. And dying alone having not seen her grandkids before her passing. Because I guarantee you these people are pumping enough fear where this is a very real possibility in certain families. It's beyond me how these people still have a voice. Even, even uh, Il Dottore Fauci, uh, the most infamous man in America, is encouraging people to... Tell unvaccinated family not to show up at Christmas. So, you're telling unvaccinated family not to show up at Christmas. Uh, but two weeks later, you're going to call that same unvaccinated family that you shunned and ask them for help. 
because you have the sniffles and you need Kleenex. How's that going to work out for you? Do you understand that right now it's, it's moved to destroying the fabric of family rather than people keeping safe? People, keeping people safe? And oh, by the way, did you hear this one? The Mr. Robinette Biden administration is going to make half a billion self-testing kits or home testing kits available uh, to everybody. Um, now, I'm sure that some intrepid sleuth will uh, start pulling on the thread and see where it leads. But I'm very, very curious as to who exactly is invested in this uh, home test kit company. Because somebody's about to make bank. And if I were a wagering man, if you follow the rabbit trail down the road long enough, I have the sneaking suspicion that either a close relative or the individual themselves, somewhere high up in government, made the wise and almost prophetic decision to invest in this self-testing company uh, before it was declared that, hey, we're going to make you rich. Uh Uh-uh, we're going to make you rich. Everything. Everything they're telling you is a lie. Uh, I ran across this article. And and look, the people that know how to game the system don't want this to end. The people that are getting filthy rich off of fear don't want this to end. The only people that want this to end are the people that saw their savings depleted to zero, that couldn't go to work because everything was shut down, and that are watching their kids, wondering what they're going to feed them next week. The people in government, the people that know how to game the system, they want to keep riding this pony. Enormous scale of pandemic relief fraud hits $100 billion on Joe Biden's watch. $100 billion in fraud, in less than a year. You think these people want it to end? You think these people want to go, all right, well, you know, we're going to treat this like we treat the normal flu. We have therapeutics. We have medicines. We have mitigation. We should be okay. Go on and live your life. Say Merry Christmas to your neighbor. Have a little eggnog. For some people, eggnog's disgusting. Personally, I believe that when the Bible speaks of the land of milk and honey, it's just a river of eggnog. So, that's just me. I'm a chunky boy. I like sweet things. What are you going to do? But, the U.S. Secret Service named the Pandemic Fraud Recovery Coordinator Tuesday as it frantically moves to stem stolen benefits draining upwards of $100 billion from government relief provisions. Now, I understand. Uh, For the past, what, two decades, our our government and our elected officials have been talking such big numbers that $100 doesn't compute anymore. Like, how much is $100 Because they're talking trillions now. So what's $100 It's a drop in the bucket when you're talking trillions. But $100 is a thousand million. Actually, no. Hold on a minute. One billion is a thousand million. A hundred billion is ten thousand million. Let that sink in for a second. Because I, now, now I'm flummoxed. Now I am speechless. Because I, I, I was reading it and it didn't compute. I thought it was just a billion bucks. A billion bucks is 999 million plus one. A thousand million dollars 
is $1 billion. Oh, wait, I was wrong again. It's not 10,000 million. It's 100,000 million. Because it's not $10 billion. It's $100 billion. This is the level of fraud. So 1 billion is 1,000 million. 10 billion is 10,000 billion. 10,000 million. And 100 billion is 100,000 million dollars. And this money isn't coming out of the ether. This money is coming out of your pocket. If you happen to be among the 49% that pays income tax, it's coming out of your pocket. $100 billion just in fraud, stolen, vamoosed. Can you even fathom the kinds of numbers we're talking about? And then people are are wondering why everything is costing more? Why there's no longer any value to the dollar? They stole $100 billion just from the relief provisions. These are people who knew how to game the system, who started 10 different corporations and said they had 50 different employees, and all of a sudden, boom, daddy is a millionaire, millionaire. See how easy it is to be rich in America. All you have to do is have the right political connections or be just a a, a diseased human being that doesn't care that they're stealing from somebody who's watching their business go under. $100 billion. Let that sink in. Now, I know when you juxtapose it with the fact that we wanted to spend, what, $5 trillion on Build Back Better, it seems like a drop in the bucket. Thankfully, Eddie Munster said, "Uh, this is not good, and he put the kibosh on it. I know you don't know who Eddie Munster is. Look, look Look at a picture of Joe Manchin. And imagine Eddie Munster all grown up. Exactly. You're welcome. I just planted that seed in your mind. You're never going to see Joe Manchin different again. But it's a scary thing when Joe Manchin is the only individual standing between the collapse of the dollar and the American economy. So let's get back into this. A hundred billion A hundred thousand million. Roy Dodson, formerly assistant special agent in charge of the Jacksonville, Florida field office, will assume the role that will directly target organized criminal gang networks, UPI reports. The Secret Service currently has more than 900 active criminal investigations into fraud specific to pandemic-related relief funds. Every state has been hit, some harder than others. The Secret Service is using its cyber fraud task forces to partner with federal, state, and local and tribal governments, law enforcement, and others to deal with pandemic funds fraud. The scheme was originally set up to help businesses and people who lost their jobs due to the pandemic. Well, understand. that no matter what government program it is, if somebody did a little digging, they'd realize just how profound the fraud is. And because of all the fraud, because of all the things that are happening, you have an explosion in prices for needful things, necessary things, milk and eggs and sugar and rice, you know, the things that people buy to survive. But fear not, 
since we elected the most brilliant among us to be public servants, uh, I'm sure they have a fix. I'm sure they're one eureka moment away from uh, having resolved the current situation in regards to inflation. Now, since Elizabeth Warren decided not to wait for her eureka moment, because, you know, epiphanies are overrated, uh, she decided to blame grocery stores for price explosions. Yes, because grocery stores want their customers to buy less stuff. That's why they're in business. Not only that, but only a certain number of grocery stores decided to increase their prices, and the ones that kept them low, you know, because they weren't trying to rip off their customers, are getting all the customers. Is that how it goes? Of course not. It's inflation. Elizabeth Warren is a dummy. She is a bona fide moron. She thought she was Indian for a while. But somehow people listen to Elizabeth Warren. That's right. It's the store's fault. Because, you know, we talked about the increase in wholesale pricing. Last time. I think it was last week. Again, American prophetic. Look at that. See, now it's just it's, it's fecal matter rolling down the hill. Slapping the average Joe in the face. That's all the price increases are. But nay, nay, Senator Elizabeth Warren, she of the moronic tribe, decided that she knows the why of it. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat, Massachusetts, or something along those lines, I don't know. I don't care. The fact that somebody elected her to office not once but multiple times you are getting everything you deserve, man. I'm sorry for you. I'm very, very sorry. Senator Elizabeth Warren is blaming grocery stores for the explosion in food prices. This week, Warren sent a letter to the heads of Kroger, Albertson, and Publix. Well, see, now I'm disappointed. What happened to Piggly Wiggly? Why don't we get any love? We got Piggly Wiggly in Wisconsin. Why, why aren't letters being sent out to the heads of Piggly Wiggly? But that's beside the point. She sent out a letter, and believe it or not, oh my goodness, she shared it exclusively with her left-wing allies at NBC News. In the letter, she accused grocery stores of price gouging. All right, uh, Miss or Mrs. Warren, I don't know which it is, and I wouldn't, couldn't care less. Allow me to illuminate you, because uh, the grocery chains are paying more to the wholesaler, A, B, more to transport the things that they bought. They are carrying the cost onto the consumer. They're not going to eat the cost because they need to make a profit. I know in your socialist utopia, nobody makes a profit off anything. Uh-uh. Profit is evil. But guess what? We live in the real world. And in the real world, if your business runs at a loss for a long period of time, you close your doors because you're burning money. You're burning cash. But communists and socialists don't get that. This is why people, just bona fide idiots of the lowest order like Senator Elizabeth Warren and Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez can get up in front of a TV camera and, and spout off lunacy like, uh, yeah, uh, the grocery chain shouldn't be price gouging. But they're paying more for product. They're paying more for transport. What did you think was going to happen, you lunatic? So this is part of her letter. It's, 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 it's genius. It's very genius. Your company and the other major grocers who uh, reaped the benefits of a turbulent 2020 appear to be passing costs on to consumers. <gasps> no kidding. Oh, my goodness, Elizabeth. 
You are so visionary. How are you not president? How did the people of this country not see the level of your genius and pick you over a man wearing adult diapers? That befuddles me. Your company and the other major grocers who reaped the benefits of a turbulent 2020 appear to be passing costs on to the consumers. To preserve your pandemic gains and even taking advantage of inflation to add greater burdens. Senorita Warren wrote, No further thing need be said, the woman's an idiot. But, I'm sure that her constituents are standing up there applauding. You get them, Elizabeth. You tell them. How dare you pass costs on to the consumers? Because that's what they do. They need to make a profit. Your companies had a choice. They could have retained lower prices for consumers and properly protected and compensated their workers or granted massive payouts to top executives and investors. No, they didn't. Because the investors are the ones that keep the company afloat. And if you mess with investors, you are biting the hand that feeds you. It wasn't one company that did this. It's across the board because everything's gone up in price. The dollar has been devalued. And it's going to continue to be devalued because idiots are running the financial system of this country into the ground. It is disappointing that you chose not to put your customers and workers first. So that's the letter Elizabeth Warren wrote to the major chains of grocery stores between... uh, Declaring that she was Indian. (sighs) So, apparently everyone's in league to rip you off. Because they're going to make their money by adding a dollar to your summer sausage. No. The manufacturer added the dollar to the summer sausage. Gas prices added the dollar to the summer sausage. And then because all that a grocery store is, is a middleman where product comes in and product goes out to the end consumer, they charged you a dollar more because they weren't about to eat the cost. So, I hope I've illuminated Madam Warren. Um, now I understand that globally and nationally, uh, the COVID is all the rage. That's the only thing that we're concerned with. That's the only thing on our mind, by the way, uh, American prophetic look for this within the next three to six months. A spike in deaths from cancer or various types of cancers. And uh, follow my logic here. Because there is someone to blame for the fact that people didn't go and get, you know, seen by a medical professional when they felt a lump. And by the time they win, it was too late. And it would be the blame lay squarely on the media because they're the ones that continue even now to pump fear. They're beside themselves not understanding why you're not afraid. They're beside themselves not understanding how you can go on about your life when Omicron, the variant that will give you the sniffles, is making its way through the nation. But while we were all fascinated with with the COVIDs and the fact that, you know, octogenarians and up have been perishing from it, sad to hear, but again, we all got to die of something. Uh, Fentanyl has become the top killer in American adults 
aged 18 to 45. <gasps> it's not COVID. I know that's what we're focusing hundreds of billions of dollars on. But surprise, surprise, it's fentanyl. That is the top killer in American adults aged 18 to 45 last year between 2020 and 2021. Drug overdoses exceeded the number of COVID-19 deaths in that age group by a large margin, according to an analysis of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But hey, tell us about Omicron and how we're supposed to cancel Christmas. Nearly 79,000 people between the ages of 18 and 45 died of fentanyl overdoses between April 2020 and April 2021, according to Families Against Fentanyl, which analyzed the government data. While 37,208 people in that age group died of fentanyl overdoses in 2020, the number rose to 41,587 in 2021. The founder of the Opioid Awareness Organization, who lost his son to an overdose, called it a national emergency. Uh, American prophetic, another national emergency that you're about to see unfolding is mental health. Uh, For children between the ages of, oh, I don't know, 10 and 18. Uh, Also the mental health of... Um, educators, as it were. People are losing their minds left and right. They're on prescription med after prescription med just to stay balanced. And we haven't seen any sort of external pressure yet. You know, sure, things are going up in price, but for now, it's not unaffordable. Give it a minute. I know that people were mocking me incessantly when I talked about $200 a pound chicken. Now, not so much anymore. Because it's not. It's not 200 bucks yet. But if things go according to plan, as far as Mr. Robinet, what's in my diaper Biden is concerned, it will be. You cannot keep printing this kind of money without utterly devaluing your currency. Do you understand this? I don't care who you are or how smart you think you are. There are certain economic principles that are absolute. When you dilute something, it loses value. It's as simple as that. America's young adults, thousands of unsuspecting Americans, okay, come on, Uh, unsuspecting, You went fentanyl shopping. How is it unsuspecting? Because, again, personal responsibility, what's that? I just snorted something that I don't know what it is. Nobody made me do it. I went out. I handed over U.S. legal tender for a little envelope. I snorted the thing that was in the little envelope. But hey, it's not my responsibility. I was unsuspecting. Were you? Were you really? And look, all of this nonsense is going to come to an end. That whole unsuspecting, I'm not responsible, blah, blah. Look, again, I will repeat it because it's the truth. Starvation has a way of curing stupidity faster than anything else. It will come to that. But to minimize or mitigate personal responsibility and say unsuspecting Americans, stop. The why of it varies. I understand. Some people want to kill the pain. Some people want to kill the depression. Some people just want to try it, you know, man, because everybody else is. (laughs) But whatever the reason, they're not unsuspecting. They didn't wake up in the middle of the night with somebody standing over them with a little white powdery substance and shoving their finger up their nose saying, sniff. It was a willful act. Now, granted, 
they were hoping it was cocaine or whatever else, but hey, surprise, I guess, you know, cleanliness isn't high on the list of uh, drug dealers or whatnot. America's young adults, thousands of unsuspecting Americans, are being poisoned, he said. It is widely known that illicit fentanyl is driving the massive spike in drug-related deaths. A new approach to this catastrophe is needed. Uh, How about, oh, I don't know, Jesus? Why not try that approach? Give people hope that circumvents the need for things up their nose or shot into their veins. Give people joy that circumvents the need for mild, mind-altering substances. Hmm? What about them apples? Oh, no, we have to cancel those people. We got to cancel Christmas. We can't say Christmas anymore. Pretty soon we can't say Christ anymore because it's a derivative of Christmas. And these are the people in the church that are playing this game. So the one thing that could... uh, I'm not going to say completely remedy because there will always be people that will fall down the, I guess, chasm of of drugs. But it would help. It would go a long way to remedying it. Give people an alternative that doesn't include drugs, that doesn't include opioids. Give them joy that comes from above. Give them peace that comes from above. Because Jesus said, I give you peace, but not as the world does. But we're too busy with other things as the church. See, there's enough blame to go around here. I'm not just, oh, they're godless. No, the church has failed. We failed miserably. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're not the light of the world. We're not the salt of the earth. Our spiritual leaders are going around telling us that Jesus would have gotten the vaccine. Hey, Franklin, Mr. Graham, would he also have gotten the booster? If yes, the first booster or the second booster? Because, I mean, you know, if Jesus would have gotten the vaccine, then he probably would have gotten the boosters too, huh? But I'd like to hear your opinion on it, Mr. Franklin Graham. I understand that uh, shortly after uh, you did, as Jesus would have done, and took the vaccine, apparently you had some sort of mild heart episode. I think the kids call it a heart attack. But I know that was just coincidental. Would Jesus have had a heart attack had he taken the vaccine? I don't know. These are questions that we will never answer. Why? Because they are in the realm of the unknown. The only one to know the mind of Christ. The only one to know what Christ would have done, apparently, is Franklin Graham, and he's not. He's keeping mum at this point. So, back to this uh, unsuspecting Americans being poisoned. Because this is, I mean, you can't, it is a crisis because the ones that are dying are the ones that would have been gainfully employed long enough to pay your social security if you're over 65. I'm just saying. I understand. Look, I mean, we we can do this bleeding heart thing if you want, okay? Every life is precious and every death is sadness. Yes, but if somebody's 97, they've lived their life. I'm sad they went, but they haven't been able to chew real meat for 18 years. At a certain point, you have to realize that if you're hitting the 90s and the 100s, you're probably looking forward to the sweet release of death. So let's not 
conflate and equate every death as though, well, yeah, you know, I don't care if they were 18 and overdosed on fentanyl or 97 and died from complications. They died because their blood was dust. That's why they died. It wasn't complications from COVID. It was their time. They got to shake Abraham Lincoln's hand. That's a big get. God bless and go towards the light. What, what, again, let's be realistic about these things. Because we're talking about everyone that's in their hundreds, 90s, 87, 88, passing as though, oh, they would have lived another 40 years had they not contracted what we think they contracted. No, they wouldn't have. They would have slipped on the ice this winter and broken a hip. They would have gotten infected. They would have gone into sepsis and their death would have been a lot worse. See, I can make up stories too. The narrative isn't the narrative. The narrative is pointless. The whole would have, could have, because this, this is what blows my mind about these people that, you know, are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, like triple booster, one in the forehead, one in the eye, sniff some vaccine, and they get the COVID. And every single time their response is the same. Well, it it felt pretty bad, but I can just imagine how bad it would have felt if I hadn't been vaccinated. I mean, I probably would have died if I hadn't been vaccinated. Says who? There's no way to prove what you're saying. You may have had the same exact symptoms. You may have had less. You may have had more severe symptoms. But don't just sit there and go, well, I would have been dead, completely doornail dead, had I not been triple vaccinated, even though a vaccine technically is supposed to keep me from getting it altogether. Well, now I got it, but my symptoms were so low that I think the only thing that saved my life was getting the shot. You can justify anything that way. Paradoxal hindsight catch twenty two infinity infinity looping it. My thing's always been if you want to get it, get it. If you don't, don't. No, I don't believe it's the mark of the beast, but man, if you're collecting data on what it takes to make people compliant, woo doggy. You got yourself a gold mine in research, don't you? Make people afraid. That'll take care of what? 70%. And then you start tightening the screws on the non-compliance. And you tighten and tighten and tighten until one of two things happen. The non-compliant start getting sick of you and they push back. Or you grind them into the dust. So, yeah, again, American prophetic. Interesting stuff coming down the pike, kids. Because, uh, who was it? New York, Boston, and now Chicago are becoming uh, miniature versions of uh, Australia. And I don't know how many people are going to go along at this juncture. Because if you want to get into the demographics of who is and who isn't getting vaccinated, we can. And then once you get into those demographics, you start, a, you start to wonder, why are they so racist towards black people? Because it's mostly, predominantly, blacks who aren't getting vaccinated. We talked about this a long time ago. They have a sixth sense, an innate nature of, hmm, I'm not trusting this. I know that's a Mexican accent whatever even mexicans they're not doing it either it's okay we just need some you know menudo you you get a little cold you get a little cough you eat a little menudo everything is okay by the way if you don't know what menudo is it's like the romanian tripe soup only in a red sauce so perhaps uh, tripe is the cure-all by the way uh lowest rate of flu and cold ever in the world 
It's amazing. Took COVID to cure us of the flu. But that's neither here nor there. A fact sheet created by Families Against Fentanyl details that illicitly manufactured fentanyl and fentanyl analogs, or IMFs, are present in most street drugs. Most fentanyl, which is a synthetic opioid that is 100 times more potent than morphine and 50 times more potent than heroin, is manufactured in chemical or pharmaceutical companies in China. Uh, That would be a great commercial, wouldn't it? From the people that brought you the Wuhan coronavirus. Now comes a new way of killing the West. Fentanyl. Cheap and deadly. They should hire me. I could spin it. They should hire me. While legal fentanyl is prescribed to numb the effect of extreme pain, like realizing Joe Biden's president, that was my addition. I know, I'm being petty. Approval ratings at 14%. Even the dead people that voted for him are coming out of their graves and going, what, 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 come on. I want my vote back. Uh, While legal fentanyl is prescribed to numb the effect of extreme pain, just two milligrams of fentanyl can kill a person. On the other hand, it would take 30 milligrams of heroin to cause a fatal overdose. So uh, we're, we're, we're playing the fatality roulette here. In the first five months of this year, over 42,600 people died of fentanyl overdose, an increase of more than 1,000 fentanyl deaths per month compared to the same time period in 2020. Or as uh, the Italians would say, venti venti. See, look at that, people. I teach you things every day. Nobody appreciates it. Overdose fatalities rose, rose possibly due to prolonged and widespread lockdowns. Oh, no. Who would have thunk it? I, again, those of you that doubt me, go back in the archives about a year and a half, two years, when they first started locking down. What I tell you, overdoses are going to spike. Suicides are going to spike. Mental health issues are going to spike. But nobody saw it coming, really. Nobody. Last December, the CDC issued an emergency health advisory saying, this represents a worsening of the drug overdose epidemic in the United States. In May 2020, the Wellbeing Trust, a mental health advocacy group, estimated a possible 75,000 additional deaths of despair including suicide, as well as drug and alcohol abuse over the ensuing several years due to the shutdown measures. Let that sink in. Deaths of despair. That's a new term. I hadn't heard that term until today. A possible 75,000 additional deaths of despair. Look, if you want to know just how bad things were during lockdown. Because there's some people that want another lockdown because it's not going to happen. If it does, people will revolt. Again, American prophetic. Uh, But just consider this for a second. Talk to a garbage man. Somebody that had a route pre-2020, same route post-2020. And because right now everybody, you know, recyclables, cans and bottles and plastics go in one container and everything else in another, ask them, hey, what did you see before and after the lockdowns as far as uh, empty alcohol bottles in the recycle bins? I guarantee you, The increase in how many people have been abusing, because look, fentanyl kills you, but alcohol kills you slower. So I guarantee you the number of people that have been abusing hard alcohol, I'm not talking about 
having a, a wine spritzer. I don't know. I heard the, the term. Apparently, Europeans like it. A, a wine spritzer, I think it's like Sprite and white wine. I don't know. I'm drinking coffee. I can't put sparkling anything in coffee. It tastes like dung. So, uh, it's, I'm, I'm not talking wine spritzer stuff. I'm talking about the gut rot, the flammable stuff. And ask a garbage man, a, a, a sanitary professional or a sanitation professional, uh, how much of an increase he saw in empty bottles of, oh, I don't know, Jack and Jim and all the other boys be, before and after lockdown. And because of these things, you also have, guess what, child abuse that is spiking. It hasn't yet been reported because they're trying to keep a lid on it. Pfizer and Moderna still need to cash their checks. They still need to make bank. And you, being uh, the willful guinea pig, need to shut up and get boosted every three days. Otherwise, you're not patriotic, according to the man with fudge in his diaper. So, uh, that's about it for today, because I'm running out of time. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to keep it more lighthearted this week because last week was a little bummer. I know. Some of you appreciated it. I got the emails. Thank you. Uh, but this is the reality of where we are as a nation. And if the people at the helm were half comp- competent, uh, there may be yet some hope. But uh, we see who's running things. So uh, I, I, I could put a monkey in a suit and uh, have them push buttons and they'd probably do it better. Anyway... On that note, thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. May you be wise in all that you do. And may others see wisdom in you. Gino, proceed. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, We had a wonderful Christmas musical this past Sunday called The Promise. And it was about one of our guys... Locally, um, although I work with Hand of Help, locally we also help homeless people. And um, we have a couple shelters for them. And one guy named Lonnie, who about a year ago was found outside for 10 straight hours sitting on a bench, literally not wanting to live, almost with hypothermia. We encountered him through a call from uh, a local AA guy, and I went there, and we gave Lonnie food and a shelter and a warm bed, and within about two weeks' time of coming to church, he gave his heart to the Lord. And in that last, this last year, he has gotten a job, a car, went through our whole program, and now he just got out of phase two, and he finally is at uh, an apartment. Um, so he's in phase three. Had a job for six months, wonderful worker. And this is the spirit of Christmas, the promise that Jesus came to save and deliver, to give us new life. And we're thankful for that. We have a lot to rejoice about. Yes, it's been a tough year. And I've lost friends to COVID. But you know what? My friends are, most of my friends have been born again, Holy Ghost filled Christians. So they're with the Lord. They don't have to suffer anymore. And so we're just thankful. And so we had this musical, and Lonnie was in it. His story was in, weaved into the music about the birth of Christ being the promise for us to find salvation and hope. It was just beautiful. Have a great Christmas. Have a great week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.